another episode of Routes Through Pokemon Adventures, where I, Sherlock, and I, Ruby, venture through the manga and anime series of Pokemon. Now, recently, we just beat both the Fire Gym and Viridian City Gym because there wasn't a huge, um, there wasn't much to do after beating Blaine that we decided to tackle both. Also, we were just excited because we were almost done getting all badges. So we kind of just tackled both of those. Um, so once we get back to the video game episodes, after a long string of uh, anime and manga episodes, we will be detailing our journey through uh, Victory Road and the Elite Four and probably uh, catching one more uh, a legendary, well, a couple more legendary Pokemon. So this is going to be a long gap of um, episodes between the video game episodes now, as we detail our because the, the anime has a lot of filler stuff in there as well, and there's an interesting side direction in, even in the manga. So we'll be tackling a lot of stuff in between uh, these two video game episodes to catch up to both the Blaine Gym, Blaine's Gym, and then a few more episodes, and then doing the Viridian City Gym episode. So. If you are one of those that are only listening for the video game, I'm sorry. Uh, tune in again in 2024. <laughs> we'll eventually get there, I promise. And this gives me and Ruby some time to actually like work our way through and maybe finish, like get closer in filling out our Pokedexes and things like that. Yeah, so before we dive into the chapters and everything, let's uh, catch up on where we're at in our own journeys with Pokemon and things in life. So I know recently we've gotten a little further in Scarlet and Violet. Oh yeah, that we did do Pokemon. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we got a little bit further in Scarlet and Violet. Um, we've done three gyms now, I think. Probably. The Electric Gym, the Bug Gym, and the Grass Gym. Because we just did Iono. Yeah, the streamer. she had... Electric. Electric. What, Except was, what, what her... did the chef have? Grass? Okay. Or Bug... Then there was another gym in there? Yeah. I kind of remember. Oh, Small of. Small of was the first one, I thought. Yes, Small of, then some Flora, then the Streamer. Oh, so she was the bug gym, and then it was the grass gym, maybe. Small of and some Flora. Oh, well, that doesn't make sense either. I don't know. Which one was which? Who knows? Anyway, bug and grass. Because, um, what was Iono's last Pokemon that wasn't, it wasn't an electric Pokemon, but then it terastalized and was electric? Um, it was the evolved... Oh, it was a ghost or something, wasn't it? It was the evolved form of, um... In Pokemon Go, you have to trade it for it to evolve cheaper. Phantom, maybe? Was that it, Phantom? It was like a Misdivious or something. Oh, Misdrevious? I don't think that one's a tradable one in Pokemon Go. It's the evolved form of the... Mismagius? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we've done those three gyms. We've done one Team Star. We're really close to another one, which I think is Dark-type. And we just... We've done Cloth already, as far as the Titans go. And now we just did Bombardier. Mm-hmm. So we got to learn a little bit more about um, Arvis's backstory and why he's doing what he's doing because yes. of his uh, dog Pokemon. And you said water and said story, and I was behind you the well, entire I time. Well, it seemed like you wouldn't have been that far behind because were, we were still talking to it, but like I didn't know. And like we were far away from each other, so I couldn't talk to you or see what you were doing, so I was, we were texting. So I just used like very short sentences. Water. And I was excited because that means we could, because now we can travel through water. Yeah, and after a little <clears throat> bit, after you said water, I'm like, oh, water. And then you said Stad's story, and I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Um, so yeah, that's where we're at there. And, Ruby, you recently got 
a Switch for your... Well, you share it with a couple siblings. Oh, yes. So we also got another copy of Pokemon Violet. So now three of us can play. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We've got a whole plan. Because then we'll get another Switch in Scarlet by the time we get there. And then everyone will get to play everything. Yeah, it'll be a good thing. And let's see. With Pokemon Go, just recently finished up Fashion Week. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't catch anything during Fashion Week. Yeah. I, I I did a decent amount of catching for that, and I did the timed research and everything, so... Thank you, that's time research. <clears throat> that's over Dang. now. Um, but yeah, so I got a couple of fancy-looking Dragonites, and... Um, what? Yeah, he has, like, a bow tie and stuff. It's fun. Um, Dang. Yeah. Uh, well, I have two of them, so I can maybe give you one. Yes. Uh, I think then that means the Master Ball thing, I think, is over now, too. I knew it was supposed to end sometime this month, but I finished it a little while ago, so I haven't oh, been yeah. keeping track. Me neither. Um, but I have it, and you have it. Mm-hmm. And your mom has it. Mm-hmm. And you also got the one from the other research, and you already used one, haven't you? Well, that's because I got a Galarian Articuna. Yeah. It was cool. incense on the road, so I had to use a Master Ball, because yeah, I really wanted escape. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's mostly where we're at in our pokemon journeys at the moment oh and just for funsies like this isn't pokemon related but i just recently have been playing um a couple of new games for me um there's one called eastward which is kind of a role-playing game it's going eastward oh it's probably um, not east is it <laughs> i was doing it very un- random unusually right yeah anyway um unusually? but yeah east yeah you're not usually right with your directions Hey, I know that way's not... Oh, yeah, that would be cool. But um, the sun rises over there in our house, and so... Let's oh, see, there you go. And then that's automatically south, because I can remember where north is. Perfect. But, uh, so Eastward is an interesting story, because you start off underground, and, like, people claimed... Some people have claimed to have gone to the surface, but it's like, takes place, like, way in the future or something. But it's an RPG, but it's not, like, most of the RPGs I played growing up, where it's turn-based, where, like, you just go to a different battle screen, and... You choose what you're doing, and they choose what they do, back and forth kind of thing. Mm. It's more like Secret of Mana, where you're fighting the monsters on the screen. Remember Secret of Mana? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's kind of fun. My, basically, my weapon's a frying pan, but still, it works, I guess. It's a frying pan. Yeah. I but, mean, we've got some pretty sturdy frying pans around here. You can knock someone out with one if you're strong enough. But, um, I've also been playing Hollow Knight, which is a Metroidvania-type game. And I do love my Metroid games, and... I've only played, like, one Castlevania game that helped define that genre, and that's Symphony, Symphony of the Night, because I know the ones before it were more not that style <laughs> of, <laughs> of exploration. They made some more after it, because Symphony of the Night is pretty much regarded as, like, the best Castlevania game. Um, yep. I still own it, too, but I was having trouble getting it to work on my PS2. Your PS2? Yeah, PlayStation 2. We have a PlayStation? We have two PlayStation 2s. Do the the black rectangles that we've played games on before? Like, we played X-Men Legends? Huh. I kind of remember. They're old. These days, yes, they are very old. Um, Symphony of the Night came out in the late 90s, I believe. Imagine how my kids are going to think of Switches. Maybe they'll be old. Yep. And, yeah, it's weird to think about, isn't it? Um, But, like... uh, Shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, Super Metroid. You've played, uh, or you've seen me play Super Metroid a little bit. Mm-hmm. What? 
Well, you've played. You've seen me play Metroid games besides Metroid Dread. Um, you even played. Kind of. You played Zero Mission. I've completed one, and I was working on another, but I don't remember what happened. I just. Oh, did you finish Zero Mission? I finished the first one. Oh, nice. Where you? Where the last part of the game, you get you lose your suit, and you're running around just as Samus in the blue suit for a little bit till you get your suit back. I think so. Yeah. Right on. Okay. So yeah, and that game was a remake of the original Nintendo uh, game, but even the remake is old. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say early 2000s, maybe. So, before I was born. Definitely before you were born. Because <laughs> um, uh, I was, like, a teenager or whatever at the time, so... Early 2000s and you were a teenager? Just a minute. What? How old were you when you and Mom got married? Uh, 22? 23? Anyway. So, yeah, that's what's been going on with uh, my stuff and... Lately, you have anything else to add? Anything else interesting we've been doing? The only other Pokemon thing I've been doing is cards. Mm, that's right. I think you did some battles with your little brother because he really wanted He's to battle. He's always you. begging me to battle. Well, it's fun, right? Yeah. It's not like somebody else in this room doesn't always beg me to do things. I'm the only one in here. Uh huh. Oh, you must mean Big Teddy, the big bear on the bed. Nope. That I makes mean sense. you. I never. Let's, let's watch Smallville or play some Marvel Champions or anything, please. Well, that's because you're on your computer all the time. Well, what do you <laughs> with all these recordings, what do you think I have to be doing? I have to edit them all. Well, don't edit them. Just put them on how they are. You okay. got, I don't think our listeners want that. Why not? Our, our listener. I'm sure we have at least one. <laughs> anyway. Uh... So this week we'll be covering uh, three chapters from the manga. Make way, uh, Chapters 23 through 25, we have Make Way for Magmar, What a Dragonite, and you know, Articuno. And then in the anime we'll be going through Pikachu's Goodbye, The Battling Eevee Brothers, Wake Up Snorlax, Showdown at Dark City, March of the Executor Squad, and The Problem with Perez. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get started with Make Way for Magmar. Now this this chapter disappointed me a little bit. Not because it was a bad chapter, it was a great chapter. But uh, it spoiled things. It did. Yeah, this whole time you've been wondering, when are we going to figure out about the mystery of the Viridian City Gym? Who's the gym leader? What's going on with the Viridian City Gym? And this, and this basically just tells us right there on the front page. I suppose. Well... It has some information on the front page, and then we figure out more about who that picture, who that, who we see in that statue, <laughs> later on, as he reveals who he is and who he works with. Does he reveal that he's the Verdian City gym leader? Well, the, he doesn't reveal that. It's just kind of obvious. Well, at the very be- well, what does it say at the beginning? It says these kids are talking about the Verdian City gym, and they're like, "Oh, it's been closed. It's still closed." And um, who's the gym leader? And blah blah blah. But then it shows that uh, statue of. The guy again, and then the, the guy. Well, the, we don't know who he is, but at that point, but then we flip the page, and then we see that same guy hanging out with Red, and Red's like, "Oh yeah, I was just helping you get through the Diglett Cave together. We were looking for fossils. It was great." I don't even think we get his name or anything quite yet, but I think we get it by the end, maybe. Um, maybe we don't even. We still know who he works for. Just a minute, or with. I can check. Oh, it's at the beginning. The kids say it. So yeah, we get a glimpse of the Verdian. So right at the beginning, we get a glimpse of the Verdian City Gym, again because we've been there before when Red was there getting Bulbasaur. Yeah. Um, 
And he saw the statue there back then, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there's a couple kids that talk about how it's still closed, and one mentions that the leader of the gym is a man named Giovanni, which is who the statue is of. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we see the statue of Giovanni, and then it, like, basically, like in a movie, how, you know, you see, like, the statue of a picture of somebody, and it fades into the other person, like, the actual version of the thing? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what this did, because you turn the page, and then there he is. But with a nicer expression, he's smiling a little bit. Yeah, but you have to start at the top of the page. I know, but it's, like, it it, it does the same type of thing. Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't on the top of the page, it wouldn't be the same effect. Even though it would be placed on the page in the same way, it wouldn't have the same effect of transitioning from statue to actual person. The statue is kind of fady, too. Sure. So, it's just cool. I like how they did that. It mm. was cinematic. Um, no clue what that word means. Well, do you know what the cinema is? Nope. Movies. Going to the cinema is how some people refer to going to the movie theater. Huh. What language is that? English. <laughs> So anyway, this guy that the statue of Giovanni, he's coming out of a cave along with Red, um, and they're on they're coming out of Diglett Cave from on the Pewter City side because yes. remember there's one near Vermilion City, and we did this much earlier in the game than what they're doing it in the story of the book, right? Because mm-hmm. we did it pretty much right away because that's also how we ended up finding um, Mr. Mime, I believe. I think he was the one in the house over there that we traded. Probably. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, but. They're looking for fossils, and they have, like, a bunch of rocks or something, which they're going to get examined at the Pewter City Museum. And you remember the Pewter City Museum? Mm-hmm. That's the one where we went in. We had to pay a fee to go in the front, but then when we got cut, we were able to cut that tree down and go in the back Sneak way. Sneak in. And what did we get inside the Pewter City Museum when we went in the back way? Did we get a fossil? We got old amber. So that's the um, aerodactyl, right? Yes, it is the aerodactyl. Not the Amos, not the um, little guy in the... No, the Kabuto and the Amistar, or Ammonite, we got... <laughs> you didn't say I do that every time. I always wanted... I always That's wanted... why I do it, because you do it. But we got those fossils in Mount Moon, back on our way to Cerulean City. That makes sense. And we could only choose one. So we each chose a different one. So then we mm-hmm. get both. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so as they're getting closer to pewter city though they realize that it's a lot hotter than it's supposed to be they're like we did just come through the cave and everything and it is a sunny day but it shouldn't be this hot well, and yeah, then they realize it's because it's fire as the museum is burning and giovanni uh is thinking to himself and he realizes right away that the flames are caused by magmar and then he realizes to magmar Wait, he realizes that before he sees them it seems like it yeah he does yeah so he's smart um but no, he's not. He's running a evil cult and doesn't know that he's going to get found out. So, <laughs> and he's still smart, um, <laughs> just because he makes some misjudgments and misjudgments things and is evil does not mean he's not smart. He plenty is of ev- plenty of smart, plenty of smart people become evil. Why? Because they want what they want. Why? Do you not want what you want? Well, I usually want what I want. Yeah, everybody does. And a lot of people will do anything to do to get that. They don't care about the morals. Um, so Red gets to work right away. Because that's who Red is. He doesn't He doesn't waste any time. That's he doesn't true. think beforehand because of it. But he doesn't waste any time. So if you combine Giovanni's and Red's brains together with the right parts, you get a very smart one. 
And a very dumb one. No, Red isn't being smart here. He makes good moral decisions. He does generally make good moral decisions. So you take that part, and then Giovanni makes Can we smart. stop with the brain thing? <laughs> Fine. Anyway, so Red sets to work right off the bat to deal with the flames. Um, and the, and he even tells, like, I think he even, like, tells Giovanni to stand back so he's safe, right? Because he's like, I got this. I'll take care of this. Um, and he starts with Snorlax to block the heat since Snorlax is sleeping and Snorlaxes recover while they're sleeping. So even if he's getting hurt by the fire, he's still healing. He's smart. That was a smart idea, yes? A smart uh, Um... And even Giovanni's like, well, this is interesting. He's got some interesting maneuvers and methods of thinking. A Snorlax firewall. Clever, but a little ruthless, wouldn't you say? He's the one talking about Red being ruthless. Mm, he would recognize ruthlessness if he's... <laughs> to the period. I get it, I get it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, then he, so then he puts Snorlax away and brings out Sandshrew, which is actually still just a low level, we find out, because he just recently caught it or something. <laughs> Um, and he doesn't use Polyrath because Polyrath is health is too low at the moment for whatever reason. Probably in a battle or something. I think they battled in the cave. Probably, but they don't show that. We never see anything with the Diglett cave. Really? Yeah, except them coming out of it. I thought they were both in a cave. No, the very last thing we saw of them was the Safari Zone of Red. Seriously? Yeah. The Hollow Victory Bell, and then we cut to this. Someone tore out pages since I last read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um and so he uses he tells Sandra to just use sand attack. Um because oh, yeah, sand puts it can, fire. Huh? Sand sand, puts yeah, fire. and and it's a sandy area that they're in apparently. So he's like, Sandra would be great. Throw sand in and it'll also hit the magmar, but it turns out it's just ticking the magmar off. <laughs> um Whoops. But it is dousing some of the fire. But then he has Sandshrew run circles around the magmar and basically create like a tornado out of the sand. That works much better. And then the magmar are completely covered in sand and it stops them. Oh, and and Sandshrew dug into the ground to hide as the tornado of sand covered up the magmar so it didn't get caught in the tornado. Good plan. Because then he pops his head out. <laughs> <laughs> so then Giovanni's... Because Giovanni was like having doubts at times throughout all this, but after he sees the effect of it all, Giovanni is like understanding how capable in ways that red actually is and he starts to pull out a pokeball to deal with the kid right away like to deal with red but then red has sandrew return and he tells giovanni because giovanni's like aren't you gonna finish them off and he's like no they're they can't do any more damage they're they've beaten them they're unable to defend themselves so i'm not going to hurt them yeah and that's when giovanni's like oh and he puts his Pokeball away because he decided Red is too soft. And that is going to catch up with him. And he will. He doesn't have to do anything because Red will destroy himself by doing these things. Because he also talks about how Magmar do not forget about what's been done to them and they will hunt him down. Will they though? Well, no, they won't. But they would, is what Giovanni's thinking. I don't even know if he tells Red this. I can't remember. But he definitely, like, understands, like, what Magmar would do. So. Then, he even decides to go ahead and be nice and give Red some old amber, which is what we get at the museum. Yeah. Just not from Giovanni. <laughs> and, the, well, and the museum doesn't burn down. I think I'm glad about all that. Um, so then, after Red is gone, the magmar get free, but then are suddenly frozen in ice, and we see it's 
because Giovanni used cloister. And Giovanni sees Red, so yeah, he sees him as too soft and therefore weak, and that will be end up destroying Red. Then he decides to prove that he's not the soft person that he sees Red to be. He has Cloister finish the job, and the Ice Magmar are shattered, and therefore killed. That's, like, brutal. And then Giovanni's coat, which had some little, like, patch thing on it like symbol on it it blows open and right under where that patch symbol was it reveals the r on the clothes beneath he is a part of team rocket what he's a part of it and, well in the way he he's talked about like lieutenant surge and koga and stuff earlier in the issue there it suggests that he's the leader i think also yeah. i just know who giovanni is well yeah and that's pretty much how that issue goes so then we cut to what a dragonite and this kind of picks up where we were picking up in our video game playing, where he needs to use Surf, which he doesn't have yet. We did, but he needs to find it, because we got it in the Safari Zone. Mm-hmm. So he's swimming with his Polyrath and Krabby, and he's holding an item finder. Yeah. Which is exciting to see. I never uh, hold item finders. No, you would let me do all the item finding. Yeah, you said you would, so I'll just accept it. Anyway, um... <laughs> And he flashes back to a convo he apparently had, a conversation he had with, um, at a Pokemon Center when he was talking to Oak about the five HMs. And apparently Red has found three of them and taught Ivysaur Cut, Pikachu Flash, and Snorlax Strength. So he can move the boulders, he can cut through the trees, and he can see in the dark caves. But Red wants Surf now so he can get to the Seafoam Islands. And because he knows Blue already has Surf, and we get a flash of Blue surfing on his gold duck. So he finds it. He finds the Pokeball with the HM. But before he can reach it, a bunch of Magikarp and I think like a there was a Tentacool or Tentacruel or both or something swimming in the midst of it all too. But they're all like f- swimming frantically by, and we see that they are fleeing a Dragonite. Mm-hmm. So, so then Red and his Pokemon are knocked out of the water by the Dragonite. I think he just whips them with his tail, and they all go flying. And they end up on this, like, tiny little rock island. Like, it's just big enough for uh-huh. them to stand on. Pikachu tries to zap him, and his face is so funny on here. <laughs> the Dragonite, and he's like, um, no. <laughs> right. Um, so then Red comes up with a plan, because he still really needs that HM. So he sends Red, or he sends Red, he doesn't send himself. He sends <gasps> Pikachu, tied to an Ivysaur vine, down to pester the Dragonite. So, he, like, Ivysaur's basically fishing with a Pikachu lure. <laughs> That's funny of stuff um, that happens later. Yeah, so then Ivysaur pulls up Pikachu after he successfully annoys the Dragonite, who then pops out after him. And But before Dragonite even popped out, uh, Snorlax was charging because he had Snorlax ready to go and charges, and Snorlax plows right into like Dragonite's gut. Mm-hmm. However, we find out that the tiny little rock island can't hold up against Snorlax and Dragonite on on top of it. I'm and so surprised. So it all breaks apart, and Reb... Red swims as fast as he can, but is stopped by a blast from Dragonite, because he shoots towards the Pokeball. And the ball breaks, and the HM flies out, and a boulder then falls down and pins Red at the bottom of the water. Not good. He's gonna die! Yep, but then a Gyarados shows up in front of Red, looking like he's protecting Red from the Dragonite, and then he sees a mermaid riding on the Gyarados, and she swims down and saves Red, bringing him up to the surface. Then he set up on top of Starmie, and Gyarados and Dragonite hyperbeam at one another, and after the smoke clears, Dragonite collapses. 
Then a girl with legs climbs up onto Gyarados, holding the HM, but she declares it is useless now and tells Red that he should have gone to her, Misty, if he needed to cross the water. And she was both the mermaid and the one with legs. I don't know how she was a mermaid for a little bit, but she was. Yeah, did we ever see her be a mermaid before? No. She's called, like, the mermaid trainer or something like that in the game, like on the sign But she's actually a mermaid in here. For a little bit, yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if she's actually a mermaid or if she just has, like, a suit that helps her swim or what. I really have no idea. It's weird. They don't explain much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, At least as far as I could go. But yeah, and that's pretty much how that one goes. And then we have chapter 25. You know, Articuno. So Misty is teaching Red how to ride Gyarados. Well, <laughs> Team Rocket is somewhere on Seafoam Island. Um, and an Articuno is flying around above the island and they're... So they're, like, following it or whatever. Trying to get the odd Kuno. Yep. And then Red crashes Gyarados onto Seafoam Island, burying him and Gyarados in the sand for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Misty explains that the HM is destroyed, and so he can't teach anyone surf, so he should just take her Gyarados ball. She also explains that Gyarados is completely rehabilitated now, because remember, Gyarados was all messed up from Team Rocket when we first met him. Mm-hmm, because of Blaine. Because of Blaine, Yes. Um, so then Misty, before she goes, takes Krabby right off of Red's belt and she says she'll borrow that Pokemon in turn uh, while he borrows Gyarados. And so we had an actual trade take place, which makes sense because I think he had six Pokemon with him and still does technically, but yeah. so he couldn't carry anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I-, I love it when they have like some of those game mechanics show up, like with the Machamp and an earlier issue with, um. When Red and Blue accidentally traded Pokemon for a while. Yeah. Um. So anyway. Uh. Oh, that was something that was fun too in Scarlet and Violet when we were playing. There was that person in Iono's city. I don't even remember what the city's called. That wanted a Pokemon that I had, and I don't think you did. And I traded because she had a Haunter that she wanted to trade, and I wasn't thinking about oh, what they yeah. do when you trade them. So we traded. And then all of a sudden he evolved in the Gengar. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, right. Did That's you say how... Haunter or Ghastly? I said Haunter. I imagine Ghastly, so it's just a mm, Yeah, it was Haunter. And the name had something to do with haunting or haunty or something, too. I forget what it was. But anyway, it was an exciting moment anyway. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally forgot that that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah. So I knew what was going to happen. I'm like, I just wasn't even thinking. thinking. I was like, sweet, I have the Pokemon I need to trade for this thing. And I love my ghost Pokemon, so... Well, if you love ghosts, give me all your Eevees. No, I would love a, I would love a ghost Eeveelution, though. They need to come out with ghost and normal and... Oh, they have a ton they need to come out with. Because there is six... Is seven, there a metal? There's, they don't have a metal Eeveelution yet. But there is eight Eeveelutions, and there's 16 Pokemon types. So they need so eight So they've only got like half of them. Literally only half. Yeah, yeah, normal... Ghost, bug, fighting, fighting, rock and ground, steel. I'm feeling rock, ground, steel, and normal are gonna look kind of like. One more. All gonna be like great. I don't know. Anyway, oh, dragon. Did I say? I don't think I said. No, you dragon. didn't say. So dragon. Dragon would be so <laughs> cool. That some people, that's what they want first. I would love a ghost one though. Although I do think the joke about how to get a ghost evolution is hilarious. What's the joke? Well, you just use a different kind of stone called a brick. <laughs> Took me a minute. Yep, you just killed it. 
That's so sad. Sorry. That sounds very cruel to your Eevees. Yes. Yes, it is very cruel. And I would never do that to my poor Eevees. But I think the jokes are still funny. <laughs> the jokes are. But the cruelness is... I do have a dark cruel. sense of humor. You can have a dark sense of humor. It's not really that dark, even. Any, some people think anything to do with, like, killing something, living, would be pretty dark, so... I mean, it's mean, but you're never going to do it in real life, so I don't get the point. Which is why it's a dark sense of humor, because it's, like, morbid stuff. It's like, oh, man, that's... I guess. Whereas some people don't find that even funny at all. I just, I do think that's funny. Okay, so, yeah, Misty leaves with the Krabby. Red has Gyarados. Um, he goes further into the island and finds it starting to get cold and that the trees and plants are withered. And he's like, ah, the Articuno must be nearby. Because Misty mentioned how there was legends that there was an Articuno in the Seafoam Islands. <laughs> so Red decides to take out all his Pokemon so they can all look for Articuno together. And then he's like, oh. And I should introduce them to Gyarados. So he pops Gyarados out as well. Oh, but Gyarados and... was evil. No, he wasn't. He just pops out. and Because he, he even has like music note. Cause he, so he's like being nice when he's talking to the other Pokemon. But they're all terrified of him. Because he had been evil. Well, some of them had seen him be evil. But even then, he's still rather intimidating looking. <laughs> no, I don't think the four fangs and the big right. wide open mouth and yeah, tall Yeah, always snake. wide open. <laughs> so, Red... Uh, no, so, yeah, they're very nervous, especially those that have met him before. Uh, suddenly, Red is then attacked by a muck. Because we did see, like, Team Rocket notice them in the, in one panel. Um, so Pika rushes over to help, but it is Gyarados that gets there first and defends Red. Um, and Red tries to get his other Pokemon to help, but they stay back because they're still nervous about Gyarados. <laughs> uh, Team Rocket shows up and declares that the Articuno is theirs. And the legendary bird in question sealed itself in ice to protect itself. So Muck grabs the block of ice that is Articuno. Red tries to have Gyarados rush in again, but he's having some kind of relapse from being tampered with by Team Rocket. I mean, you get experimented on, and then you see the people who experimented you. Yeah, so he's kind of weirding out a little bit. Um, So Articuno then breaks out of its ice uh, to fight. I think. And Red tells his Pokemon to stop and forget all about the Articuno. Like, he wanted to go find the Articuno, but now that's not important to him because Gyarados is in trouble and needs their help. As Muck is trying to take Gyarados down while he's in kind of a stunned, confused state. Um, And he has to do some convincing. Yeah, he tells his Pokemon that if they had been captured by Team Rocket, they would be hurting like Gyarados too. Then Eevee rushes in, super determined, and Red remembers that Eevee had been experimented on by Team Rocket before as well. So, of course, that really triggered Eevee, and he's like, you're right, and comes in. And I love it, because I love Eevee, so Eevee gets this cool moment, and I'm like, yeah! And because Eevee comes rushing in, the rest of the Pokemon are like, oh, okay, we can do this. <laughs> they made Eevee to lead the way. Well, somebody, somebody led the way, and it triggered them all then to do so. It's funny that Eevee rushes in here, just like in one of the episodes we're going to talk about. True. I think true. you can guess which episode. Pikachu's goodbye. Jeez, people are down here. <laughs> so yeah, the rest come to help. Uh, the Pokemon are doing pretty good against Muck, but he starts to get the upper hand, I, even though he doesn't have hands, but whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Articuno... Um, he technically has hands. Kind of. You can get rid of them and pop them out. Sure. Bum, 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 meanwhile, Articuno is fending off Team Rocket... But then it rushes in to help with the muck problem. Gyarados is finally snapped out of his weird uh, days, and Articuno gets away. 
Now all of Red's Pokemon are getting along, and they're ready to continue their adventure. Yay! And that's what we're covering for the manga this week. So now, on to the anime. So, our first episode is episode 39, Pikachu's Goodbye. Here, I know we have Ash and everybody find a ton of Pikachu in the forest. Uh, like, some Pikachu showed up in, like, the grass and they kind of were skittish towards them or something. Um, Pikachu thought he saw something. Yeah. So he went to investigate it. And it was a Pikachu. Another Pikachu. Two Pikachus. Um, and they were kind of getting a he was, yeah, he was a little skittish, like you said, because he smelled like human. He smelled him. That's he goes, right. He smelled like human. That was part of the problem. But then they go and find the Pikachus. Mm-hmm. And Pikachu goes in there and little, like, Pichu, essentially. I guess it's just a baby yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, there are some but... little baby Pikachus that are not Pichus because Pichu does not exist yet. I'm just going to call them. No, Pik- I know. It's just Pichus. funny to me. So a Pichu comes and, um... He's like, hey, it's actually fine. And they do a handshake with their tails. And then they'll accept him. And then Ash runs in there. It's like, I want to be their friend too. Didn't they? Wasn't that on your Pikachu card last week? Or not last week, two weeks ago? But you had that card that talked about them doing a little yeah. like, like shake, basically, with the exchange of electricity. That's with how I knew. So, yeah, that's kind of fun how they're connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did that in the actual cartoon as well. Um, although, yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, um, and then there was like a whole incident where one of the Pokemon falls in some water, right? A river? Um, yeah, Ash scares them all away because oh, right. he's stupid. And Misty, he's stupid. And Misty and Brock, well, Misty probably He did just stupid. rush in there, didn't he? Yeah, he rushed in there, standing all big and tall, waving his arms up and down. Yeah, red, or red. Ash is, um... Not the wisest individual. But he had a very pleasant face and was all excited to go see him. Yeah. But, well, that's just it. He was excited. He was an excited kid. Not thinking about how it would Ash, freak everybody out. Brock and Misty got mad at him. <clears throat> or they explained it to him. Oh, he couldn't do that. And he's like, but I just want to be the friend. Yep. Imagine a giant coming, waving his arms at So you. when they're fleeing, that's when one ends up falling into the water off of a tree or something? Um. Or was he even on a tree? They're just walking down the path, and then oh. a Pikachu is going in the water going, Pikachu, Pikachu, and so or then, something. And then Ash's Pikachu goes in to save him, but then they're both kind of in danger. <laughs> yeah. But then the rest of the Pikachu climb well, a tree. are in a tree, yeah. Um, lower each other by hanging onto each other's but tails or something. But they just trust each other. The one jumps. Yeah, they just start jumping and just expect to be caught. I love it. It's insane. And they, like... work, they work really well together because they, they succeeded. Mm-hmm. So then they get all to hang out with the Pikachu. They start throwing them up in the air going, Pikachu or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cheering for them. Yep. But, like, Ash and Brock and Misty and the Pik- all the Pikachu end up hanging out then after that. Yep. So some- did Ash help him save them? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what he did, but I think he helped somehow. Like, he had to pull, maybe he had to pull the last Pikachu in or something, because maybe the last one jumped out. Yeah, and then they were all, like, chanting, Pikachu, 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 with their little fists going up in the air. So they all get along. And throughout the whole time that they're together, Ash starts, because it's something that Brock and Misty say too, I think, but like, he starts to realize that Pikachu really gets along with the other Pikachu. Yeah. And so, Ash doesn't say it outright, but he's starting to think a lot, and by the, towards the end of the episode, he eventually decides to leave Pikachu behind. I know there's another incident before that, but like, he's going to leave Pikachu behind. There is. Team Rocket. 
What did they do in this dumb episode? So they, oh, yeah, I remember So they that show part. up with their insulated nets. Oh, is this when Ash actually helps? Oh, maybe. Because well, they were camping out by the fire, and Pikachu was sleeping with the rest of the Pikachu. That's and right. So this is when Ash and his yes, friends Yes, and that's help. why they, they like them too later. That's right. Okay, so yes, we have... But even during that, like, Ash was still able to... They were close enough that they could see that Pikachu was getting along with the other Pikachu. It's so just, like, a line of bushes. Because, like, Brock and Misty kept commenting on how well he was having getting along with them. Mm-hmm. And then they have some more comments later on, Well, too. Brock and, says, like, it's really great for Pikachu to be here with his own kind. Yes, things like that. And Ash is, like, feeling depressed about it because he's realizing he's right. Um, but yes, Team Rocket shows up to capture all the Pikachu. They use an insulated net so electrifying didn't work. And then they scoop them up in the hot air balloon and fly <laughs> off. Ash and them try to stop them, but they get shot There's down. There's one Pikachu up in the air balloon that they're trying to catch. I remember this. Yes. So Ash and them, they try to rescue him, but then Team Rocket shoots them with a net that pins them down to the ground. So they're struggling, so they can't do anything. And then we see stuff about the Pikachu in the balloon. Yeah, so there's Pikachu in the balloon. And... They all try shocking the net, which for some reason I thought was going to work at first, or maybe I didn't. I don't remember. I think they but, tried that even before they lifted off. Yeah, but it didn't work. Because it's insulated. But they're mice, so they just start chewing. Yep, they <laughs> just chew right through it. Yeah. They only make one hole, though, for whatever reason. Well, they would all fall right away, otherwise. This lets them, like, leap out one at a time instead of just dropping. And Ash and Co. finally got free from the net. Yep. And they scooped up the net and used it. As a, as a net, as a safety net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all the Pikachu land on that safely, but there is one Pikachu in the basket. Yeah. And they're trying to catch it, and it's zipping around, and they can't find it at one point, and it's like standing up on like the, the fire blower mm-hmm. thing or whatever. They're like, it was almost like a horror movie where it's like, because <gasps> he's just <laughs> standing there. And then he probably just electrifies him, and that's what explodes them off or something, right? Yeah. Because I don't remember what they do after that, so I'm pretty sure that must have been what blew them One of the Pikachu put their teeth into the balloon. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Okay, that could have been. Anyway, Team Rocket flies away. Yep. <laughs> Unwillingly. And yeah, so then they rescued them, and then with further comments and seeing how well Pikachu gets along with the other Pikachu, Ash is like, all right, we gotta go. Pikachu, you stay here. And Pikachu's like, wait, what? And it seems a little confused, and he's like, no, you stay here. And so then he leaves, and ru- he runs. Yeah. Because Pikachu kept trying to follow at first. And Pika's just like, what the heck? <laughs> but then Ash has this little flashback montage thing of all the times that he, like when he first got Pikachu got electrified with Oak and all that stuff. Just like kind of like with the Bye Bye Butterfree episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Brock and Misty catch up as well. But then all of a sudden, as they get further on... There's a hill. Yeah, there's a hill. And all the Pikachu arrive on top of the hill and they cheer Pikachu. Ash's Pikachu and Ash to get Pikachu, to be together Pikachu. again, and that's all hunky dory because then because because Pikachu wants to be with Ash. He's like, no, that's great. I got to hang out with these other Pikachu. That was fun. But I'm with you, buddy. We're we're pals. <laughs> yeah, Pikachu's like, I'm gonna follow you no matter what. So take me in or not. But sucks to be. <laughs> yeah, it was also really interesting because the episode right before this, I think, is Snow Way Out. Technically, I mean, it got aired later, but it's technically the one that they had right before this, and that. Like, there was a lot of, like, moments between him and his Pokemon, including Pikachu, and how they're good buddies and friends. I mean, so it makes sense that Ash didn't want to say goodbye to him, but at the same time, (laughs) it's just like, you gotta 
really pay attention to what Pikachu wants too. Does he want to stay or does he want to be with you? <laughs> he thinks he knows best for Pikachu. Ash often thinks he knows better than a lot of people. But especially Misty. He doesn't usually think he knows better than Brock. That's true. Although he's impulsive enough to make them all go up that mountain. So, you know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And that was that one. So then we have episode 40. The Battling Eevee Brothers. Oh, yeah! So we got Eevee, Jolteon, Flareon, and Vaporeon all in and one Glaceon. episode. And Glaceon. Glaceon's in there. No, because Glaceon doesn't exist yet. <laughs> but um, But we had everything that did exist at the time. And it made me happy, because I like Eevee. How <laughs> mm. um, did that episode make you happy, then? Because I got to see Eevees. Even though they were all trying to make the one evolve? The uh, Eevees were not trying to make the Eevee evolve. The brothers were. The Eevee evolutions were in on it. Okay. And yeah. I got to see them all do like a lot of action. And, That's true. And the little cute Eevee got the star in the show and do the final touches, so... Yeah. Eevee might be my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> Glaceon is second for sure, if not first. But Yeah, Eevee's greatest. All right, so Ash and Co. find an Eevee tied to a tree with food and a water dish. Yeah, that, that are both full. And so they think he was abandoned, but obviously he wasn't. They're both full dishes. And he's tied up. So if he, like, they wouldn't tie up. <sighs> that would just be cruel to tie up somebody. Anyway. And, like person made sure he had a hollow tree that he could duck under. And wasn't there like a collar or something that yeah. helped them find the address of where they uh-huh. needed to go? So, like, come on. Anyway. But Misty <laughs> is still hoping that she'll get to keep the Eevee, and is the one holding it for the whole journey to Because she even said she was going to evolve it into a To Vaporeon. a Vaporeon. Yep, because of course Water Trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Misty hopes to, yeah. So then they reach the, the location, and there's apparently an evolution party going on. And it was a. We learn throughout the conversations that it was actually put on because the Eevee was supposed to be getting. He was the star of the show. He was supposed to be evolved during this. Mm-hmm. Because the brothers never thought to ask their little brother who had the Eevee if he even wanted to evolve an Eevee. They're all just pressing they it just, on him. Well, they just assumed, right? Because everybody evolves their Eevees. So, like, they just assume that, he's, of course, he's going to evolve his Eevee. And they just all think that a specific evolution is better, which is why they each have a different one. So, I mean, like, I get it. But they need to chat. I mean, you know how you get with your siblings and they get with you, right? Like, you guys assume things and just push things because we're all part of the same family. So you think we're all think alike. But we don't, right? Yeah. Like, we we don't always think that. But we can get caught up in that. And another th- cool thing about the party is they give us, like, a view of all the Pokemon or whatever. And they mm-hmm. all are Pokemon who actually evolve from stones in the game. Yeah, they're either already evolved or going to be evolved. And they yeah, they are. And even Misty brings out her horsey, which I believe also gets evolved by Waterstone. Maybe not. It doesn't get evolved in this episode. No, but I think that's how it evolves. Yeah, probably. But either way, she has Horsey swimming in the fountain. I just remember that much. Well, Horsey's a big part of the show. Yes. Yeah, Horsey plays an important role. And yeah, we saw like a Poliwrath or whatever, and we saw like Ninetales and... Executor? Oh yeah, Executor. Seeking, maybe? No, I don't know. Just a bunch of evolution Pokemon. I don't remember which ones were all there. Wait a minute. Hmm. In the March of Executor, is that the name of the episode? <laughs> don't, don't even, don't but even. I know. There's problems with it. I know. They'll probably guess the problem. But remember what the forest is called. Viridian? No. Viridian I'm pretty sure it was called the Leaf Forest. So, conceivably, 
It has leaf stones in it. And it was probably near a leaf stone. Is what we're going to say. Just to make ourselves feel better. But <laughs> the stone is to touch it. Yeah. So it it probably, was, that's what I'm saying. It probably touched it. But it was obviously just an evolution. It just timed out perfectly. No, it didn't. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> we're not on that episode yet. So, Team Rocket sees all these evolved Pokemon. Oh, well, let's... But let's go back. So Mikey is the kid that owns the Eevee, and he's upset with Ash and them for bringing it here because of the pressure that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. And our older brothers are Rainer, Sparky, and Pyro. So the Vaborian, the Jolteon, and the Flareon. And those are the same names that you name your Pokemon in Pokemon Go, your your Eevees in Pokemon Go, to force them to be either a Vaporeon because it's random in that one. Because there's no stones. Well, not necessarily. <clears throat> you can, if you use a Glacier Lure module on a Pokestop, it definitely is a Glacier. That's later. I'm talking about the three. The oh, four, the three are random. They're just random. I see. Uh, yes. The other ones aren't random. You have to do the other things for them. But Vaporeon, Flareon, and Jolteon are just random. And therefore, you, if you want to make sure you get what you want... One time, you can only use it once, as you name them, these, the brothers' names. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. Little uh, Easter egg, I guess, in the in the Pokemon Go game. Um, so yeah, then Team Rocket wants, they're excited about all the evolved Pokemon. So well, they first capture. they're talking about how they need stones. And then... Yes, they did explain the whole They're stone. also hungry, and it's a party with food. So they look down and they're like, look at all these evolved Pokemon. And they have stones, too, and food. Yes. The food apparently plays a big part. <laughs> the mouth is annoyed about them wanting the food. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they they're hatch a plot to steal the Pokemon. They successfully grab the Pokemon, including Horsey, and Horsey's on the back of the vehicle. In a cage. In a cage. That has bars. Yep. They're all in cages. And it's spitting out ink blots as they drive away. So Ash and them get to follow the ink spots and get there. Uh-huh. Before they arrive to where Team Rocket is, Team Rocket has the Eevee out, and they're like, alright, and they have the three stones. Because each of them wants to evolve into something different, because they all think one of them's better. I don't remember which one wants what. But like... Um... Flareon was Jesse's. Okay. And I want to say Jolteon might have been the other guy. (laughs) James? Yeah. The other guy. (laughs) Which would mean Vaporeon was... Or was it... Vaporeon was James. Something like that. Yeah, anyway, they all want something different. So then, mm-hmm. because they can't agree, they're like, well, what happens if we just do all of them at the same time? So they decide to put all three on at once, which I thought was interesting, because the experiments that Team Rocket was doing in the manga was trying to get all three evolutions and stuff with the Eevee, because memory kept changing from each evolution. Oh, yeah. So that was just an interesting tidbit. Um, so then the gang get there and start rescuing the Pokemon, and Team Rocket brings out Arbok and Weezing to fight, and Jolteon and Vaporeon and Flareon, I think, get involved in this battle, Mm -hmm. but then they all get their butts kicked, including, like, Ash's Pikachu and stuff. Well, that, well, they did do a decent job in defeating a couple of them, or hurting them. Well, beating them up a little bit, but they still end up being... And then Eevee, of so course. Eevee gets to jump in and star in the show and do the final blows. And he does some kind of like weird charge tackle or something. I forget what it was. What he yeah. called it. But it's not a real move, I don't think, in the game. But it was cool. And that was tackle attack. 
I think it was more than I think it was something tackle. I don't think it was just straight up tackle. Oh, I could be right. wrong though. But yes, he did, and tackle is such a weak move too. But because it, like, it's just a beginner move. Mm, yeah. But anyway, it still defeats him. Evie gets to finish it off, and then he's like, "I don't want to evolve my Evie to his brothers," and his brothers like, "Oh, well, you should have just told us in the first place." And so then they're all happy, and then they decide now they're truly the four Evie brothers because they have one of each, mm-hmm. at least that exists at this point in manga. There's anime never more. Ever, stuff. Never ever. Nope, never more. Even though there <sighs> should be more like normal and rock and fun and um, dragon and stuff. So then we move on to episode 41. Wake up, Snorlax. So the gang passes a weird hippie dude playing <laughs> Flute, Uh And Team Rocket also does pass the same guy later. Um, and he plays for both of them. But no, and then he asks for payment. And nobody's paying him because nobody asked him to play in the first place. And they're like, we don't have money anyway. Um, He didn't want money. He wanted food. Oh, that's right. Sorry. He wanted payment of some kind. But they Sandwich. Didn't, but they were like, uh-uh. And then... Well, they didn't have any. Right. They were they're complaining about how hungry they yeah, were. Yeah, they're always out of food. Except for when they're not complaining, then Brock has this delicious meal made, so... Yes. So, anyway, Ash and them make it to the next town, and they find out that their food is in a bad spot as well, because the rivers run dry. Well, they're also hungry, and there's no food in the bread store or the market or anything, yeah. and then the mayor comes and says... He, they can eat at his house, and while he's telling them about it, they are like chowing yes. down on all the <laughs> food. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, there's not a lot of food right now," and they'll stop. He's like, "Oh, don't worry," for some reason yeah. or whatever. Well, because like, he has plenty stored up or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was so anyway, um, yeah. So he explains that the river is dry, and so something must be blocking the water up ahead. So then Ash and them decide to go investigate. And they have to go through some brambles, and for some reason, Psyduck is out of his ball and gets poked in one of the thorns. <laughs> um, they were trying to use Pokemon to get rid of him, but I didn't. Oh, that's right. And yeah, then so then, yeah, Psyduck. <laughs> Book. Psy- <laughs> I love Psyduck. He's the best. So then they get through there, and then they finally find the Snorlax. And it's sleeping, and they can't get it to wake up. And Team Rocket shows up, and they also want to get it to wake up because they want to catch it or something. Um, of course. Of course. And they even have, because they're trying all kinds of weird methods, and they decide to dress up Meowth <laughs> as a prince to wake up the sleeping Princess Snorlax. Um, but he fights it, and Psyduck actually ends up being the one to kiss it. Which, and he blushes afterwards, which is hilarious. And Misty, I think, even makes a comment about how it's going to give him nightmares or make him sleep even longer, because nobody's going to wake, wake up after Psyduck comes at him. She hates Psyduck so much. Um, it's true. Even though, like, she knows it has good moves. Yeah. Well, it had good moves in Koga's gym, and so she got excited about that. But then she tried to use him in the bridge bike gang, and it did not go well because it didn't have a big enough headache. Yeah. <laughs> and she was very frustrated. And he keeps popping up when she doesn't ask him to. It's the best. Yep. Or like, yeah. No, it's good stuff. Anyway, um, so. They're all failing, and then I, I don't remember if it's the Pokedex it is. is that tells them that a Poke Flute is the only thing that wakes them up. Yeah, they mentioned that they, Brock or somebody's is like, I think I've heard that before, but mm, okay. it's the Pokedex. Yeah, so then they're like, hey, the hippie guy had a Poke Flute. And they all rush over there trying to beat each other. Yes. And so then they convince him to come and help out, and he wakes up. Well, Team Rocket gets blasted off for some reason. They got into a fight or something. 
Oh, probably. But they come back later. I know, because then they get squished. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they, Ash's group gets the gets the guy to come back over to the Snorlax. He wakes him up. He's like, oh yeah, I was late. I, I was supposed to be here before, because he apparently has a schedule for the Snorlax to well, wake him up. Like once a month or something. Yeah. Because he's the trainer. Yes, he's the Snorlax trainer. We found out he has more than one. <laughs> We do. Yeah, he's, he mentions that he has a few of them, that he has them all on a schedule that he has to go around wake because he talks about having to wake up some more of them. Mm-hmm. Well, after they wake him up and he steps out, the water still isn't coming. Yes, so it wasn't the Snorlax's fault. Well, partly. Maybe. The water would not have gotten around Snorlax. Maybe. I don't know. But it's a bunch of brambles. It's more brambles. And they're like, and they're like what are we, we going to clear this? Because there's at least two big patches, and then they start moving. Um, um. <laughs> and then the hippie dude um, says he's got a case of the munchies, the Snorlax does. Yes, and the hippie dude definitely sounds like he's on drugs, and so this is definitely a nod to the fact that a lot of people that do pot get the munchies. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, Snorlax is moved, the heat's the thing, water's flowing again, things are good. And then... Is it that same Snorlax is the one that goes back to sleep in a different spot that squishes them? He walks over to, like, the middle of a dirt road or something. And then the Team Rocks is like, ha, we're going to catch him because he fell asleep. Yeah, he does fall asleep there. And then he rolls <laughs> and over. Then he tips over, yeah. <laughs> so they have to wait a month to get Because, yeah, here. they hear that he sleeps for, like, a month. Yeah. Poor guys. Um, what? <laughs> well, would you want to be squished under something for a month? You're going to die. <laughs> They should already be dead. Oh, yeah. All right. So then episode 42, Showdown at Dark City. So the first thing I want to note oh, about yeah. this episode is apparently Pikachu loves ketchup very, 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 very much. He was oh, hugging that ketchup bottle for a while. I feel so bad for poor little Pikachu. <laughs> he's so obsessed with that bottle of ketchup. Um, he's not that obsessed with it. He just has this bottle of ketchup and... He's continuously licking the top and like squeezing yes, them around. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets broken at some point. Yep. Which is so sad because then, like, in the next scene, he's in the front of the screen, like, close up to the camera, and you can kind of see the p- other people in the back with his broken ketchup. <laughs> yes, yes. And I feel so bad for him. I want to go give him a bunch of ketchup <laughs> bottles. So, anyway, when they first arrive in town, everybody's like running off the streets because Pokemon trainers are here, which apparently is. Bringing terror to the poor civilians in town. Yeah. Um. Then we later learn it's because there's two rival gyms in town, both of them wanting to be official Pokemon League gyms. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they keep fighting each other and recruiting trainers and increasing their gangs because basically they're just two gangs in a gang war. Uh huh. Um. And so that's because they're not just Pokemon fighting; the people are fighting too. Like they're yes. hurting each other. Yes. Um. And. At some point, they give false names, but I don't remember where that is. Oh, um, so uh, what they're doing is the gang was fighting, or as soon as they walk into town, before the whole ketchup thing, the ketchup thing happens later, but, um, these kids start throwing, like, sticks or something at them from the roof, and so Ash orders Pikachu to shock them, but he doesn't know they're kids. Yes. And they get all mad at him for shocking them, and then... This guy invites him into their restaurant because he knows they're not bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then... Which is where Pikachu gets the ketchup. Yeah, he the ketchup in there is constantly licking it. Um, and, yeah. 
um, are the Yaz Gym and the Kaz Gym or whatever. Yes. I think it's the Yaz Gym. Well, there's un- also, I thought she was a bad, or this person was a bad person. And I actually thought it might be Jesse, but it wasn't. Later we find out. The but trench coat it, lady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so she's in there and we just kind of see her. Not everybody might think much of it or whatever. But then Yaz Jim comes in because they might have heard the Pokemon trainers in there or something. And so they run up there to hide, but then they start like, oh, is that Jesse and James? Yes. Jesse and James are Kaz or Yazjim bodyguards. Don't remember. One of the other bodyguards. And I want to say it's Yazjim, so we're going to go with that. Yazjim bodyguards. And they're trying to get food for the rest of the people, but the Yazjim hasn't paid their bill. In, like, and it's $200 or something, or really expensive. And so he's like, I can't give you food. So they start getting mad, but then Ash defends the guy. And then two more people from Yaz or Kazjim or something come in, I think probably after Jesse and James have left, or something, but they say they saw how good they fought or whatever. Mm. And that's when they get their nicknames. Yeah, so they because they don't want to give their real names for some reason. So Ash says Ketchup. <laughs> right, but then he changes it to Tom Ato. His first name is Tom. And his last name's Ato. Which is, makes person for Well, and then Tom Missy becomes Anne, last name Chovy, so Anne Chovy. And both of those are good names. <laughs> and Brock comes up with Caesar salad. <laughs> well, that's because there was a girl in front of him. Yeah. I mean, if there was no girl, he would have come up with, like, Probably, but else. his yeah, girls and Brock. <laughs> Caesar, there's no name of that. And salad. That, uh, now you sound ridiculous, because Caesar is a... Is what? A oh, yeah, Caesar's a name. I feel bad for the poor sucker whose name is Caesar. Okay. It's also, was it, like, a title? Julius Caesar? And I think it's actually the name of a monkey in Planet of the Apes. Well, sorry, an ape in Planet of the Apes. Okay. Anyway, when they when Ash and them end up at the one gym to be recruited, the leader of that gym wants to challenge scyther. him, and he has a scyther. Which gym had a scyther? Do you remember that? Nope. Oh, I'm I can't even remember what type of Pokemon each gym had, because one had, like, one type, and the other seemed to have another type, but then they have the scyther and the electabuzz, which weren't matching the rest of the types. Um, there was one with mainly rock and normal, which was the Electabuzz, okay. and the other one had... I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, it does. It, it does. really doesn't. So... Is it just a grass gym in general? I don't think so. The gym leader there is like, well, they can't be accepted until I challenge him, and so he sends his Scyther out at Ash right away, mm-hmm. which is what breaks Pikachu's ketchup bottle, <laughs> <laughs> which causes the... Tomato sauce to end up all over Scyther's eyes, and so he goes crazy. But Pikachu is the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter that Scyther went crazy or whatever. <laughs> um, well, this is an important plot element, because then they learn that red makes Scyther go crazy. Yeah, I suppose. Because then they end up using that against all the gems, because apparently it makes Electabuzz go crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Things devolve from here. Uh, things get really out of hand. Well, that's because he said no. Ash said no to be wearing the Yes. Gym. Yeah, because he didn't want to... Yeah, because they were in it for the wrong reasons. Um, and Ash didn't want anything to do with that. Um, and so, yeah, the, then they're, the gangs are still at war, but then they also don't like Ash, and Ash uses 
like it sets up a plan to bring them all out at the same time and uses ketchup to drive the Electabuzz inside their crazy and attack their own people. And they're like, call them off of us, blah, 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 blah. So they dump. Who do they dump ketchup on then? I think they first just get ketchup on the two Pokemon, but then they end up putting po- uh, the sauce on like the gym no, leaders too. No, no. They just put ketchup on the two leaders. Oh. Then they put ketchup on the two Pokemon oh, so that they right. fight each other. That's right. You're right. Okay. I got the order wrong, but that's still everybody's covered in ketchup. <laughs> well, Team Rocket is the rest of the Yaz and Kaz gym aren't covered right. in ketchup. Um, and so then the two gyms are like, "That's it. We're getting these punks," and they team up to do so. And it gets to be a point where it's going to be really bad. And then they're all told to knock it off by the Pokemon gym inspector. Well, before that, oh. they wanted to team up to attack the Torp. He's like, "I thought you guys learned your lesson." And I thought it was going to get real bad right then. But then he's like, fine, Pikachu, Thundershock, which no, shocked the whole ground. Right. <laughs> I forgot about and then that part. Like, <laughs> and then they tried to attack him again, and then go ahead. Yeah, and so then they're all told to stop, and we see it's the trench-coated person. <laughs> and that's the Pokemon Gym Inspector. And it turns out that it's just Nurse Joy in disguise. But she is still up. She is an inspector, but like that was her inspector outfit, I guess. But still, yeah. Nurse she, Joy. She was disguised so that people didn't know the inspector was there kind of thing. But yeah, it's Nurse Joy, and she's like, no, neither of you get to be the gym. You both suck. You're both doing it for the wrong reasons. You could learn a lot from this kid right here. And so then they <laughs> want all the wisdom from Tom Ado, and he's like, I should have picked a different name. Because <laughs> that's what they know him as, is Tom Ado. Ash Ketchum wouldn't have been wrong. Because it doesn't matter in the end. In the end, it did not matter. You were right. But he didn't know that. He should have... <laughs> So well, because he, he's in a cartoon, so of course it all turns out. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, they have to learn his wisdom. And then we move on to episode forty-three. Is this the last one? Mm, second to last one. Is that this one was the trouble with Paris? No, it's the march of the Executor Squad, which we also brought up a little bit earlier. <laughs> we brought up, or I brought up. You brought up, and we talked about. It. Thank you. All right, so episode f- <laughs> episode you're ridiculous. It matters. Okay. Like- in the end, this is going to matter so much. Now I want to play a song for you, but I will refrain for now. <laughs> Episode 43, March of the Executor Squad. So Ash and Co. arrive in a town with a festival or circus or something going on. Circus. I thought they said festival, but it definitely Maybe has it some circus. But they have some circusy stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's a magician there who gets fired. Yes, there's a lot that happens there, but ultimately he gets fired. They do laugh at Misty because she helps with the thing at one point, and she's all dressed up as a Goldine. But, I mean, not as a Goldine, but with a Goldine... Skirt. Uh, a Goldine-themed outfit. So anyway, Magician gets fired, because he sucks. Um, Melvin. And, yeah, Melvin, the Magician. And he has, like, a, a staff that can shoot fire sometimes. I don't understand that, because it seems like it might actually be magical, because he has to believe it or something, and it's tied to his willpower, but... Moving on. Um, so Ash tries to help, and he does a little his own little magic trick using his three starter Pokemon. He has a, a magical box, so he can make anything appear. Fire, water, grass. That's it. And But then they are cramped in there, and they tumble over each other, and they get in a fight or well, something. not really. The Charmander is just really trying to keep his tail to himself, and it's <laughs> oh, kind of hard. that's right. And yeah, so then they all, yeah. So that all falls apart. Um, and the Magician has an Execute. And this is important. It's the only execute he has. He doesn't have anything, any other Pokemon. Oh, so it's the only Pokemon he has. 
Yes. Okay. And only execute. Well, sure, but, like, that doesn't mean much, because a lot of people only have, like, one type of Pokemon, uh, a certain type of Pokemon, right? Granted, Ash does have, like, 30 Tauros, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Ash ends up falling forward onto the ground, like he's on his knees, and the Execute are doing a weird movement, and he gets hypnotized by them. And Misty and Brock don't seem to catch on to that quite a, quite yet. And Melvin takes advantage and of Melvin it. And Melvin takes advantage of it, yes. And he even has Ash pull a cart, because Melvin is in no shape to walk. And so he gets to ride in the cart with his Execute, as Ash carries them off to the leaf forest. Mm-hmm. To catch Execute. there's executors. no leaf stones that we've ever heard of that are in here. So, um... He wants to catch. He wants Ash to catch all the executors in there for him. No, he wants him to beat him up, and then Melvin will catch him. Well, whatever he wants. Yeah, he wants Ash's help to catch executors, and that all goes well to his plan. Um, and then Team Rocket shows up <laughs> and screws everything up. Um, so they go in there to take the executors from Melvin because Melvin's a wimp. But then Execute tries to hypnotize them, so they turn away from Execute. Oh no. Execute starts to try to has a touches a leaf stone by accident and evolves into he an execute. Does not. <laughs> he does oh. not touch a leaf stone. No. <laughs> it was probably buried in the leaves over there. It's fine. It looked just like a leaf, but it was a stone. There were no leaves in that pile. You he was standing on the ground. Yes, I do. Oh. I saw the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was buried a lot on the ground. Yeah, it's hard to see. Anyway, um, so the execute evolves into an executor. Uh, thanks to the power of the leaf forest. And, um, because it just radiates all the leaf stone energy. <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> Why didn't he evolve as soon as they walked in there then? Because <laughs> he w- wasn't quite ready. Um, well, how does. It... He had to level up a little bit, because that's how you evolve, is leveling up. He didn't level up. He <laughs> sat there with Melvin while Ash. And his Pokemon fought. Anyway. So, it evolves into Executor. Tries to hypnotize Jesse and James. They turn away, but then the rest of the Executor also do it. So, Jesse and James and Meowth all get hypnotized, but the Executor all hypnotize each other as well, which sends them on a rampage, including Jesse, James, and Meowth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. Um, And... Everyone thinks the forest is moving. Yeah, everybody thinks the forest is moving. Eventually, Ash gets to be brought back up to speed because he's free of the hypnotic stuff somehow at one yes. point. Um, I think he got trampled. That's probably right. So they, he's with Misty and Brock, and um, they're all and Melvin. I think might be with him at some point too. But they're all trying to figure out how to stop what. I'm just n- oh. Melvin. Melvin. They go back to the um... the town. Mm-hmm. And they find out the mayor or whatever is like, oh, nope, huh, the executors just trashed this place. They're heading to like this dead end thing that's going to circle them back and come through here. When they come back through here, we set up a bomb to blow them up. Time bomb. Yep, a time bomb to blow them all up. And of course, the rest of the gang's like, what? <laughs> We're not doing that. Of course, they don't have, they don't have a say on it. So like, we got to stop the executor before they all get destroyed. Um, and so... The best method, and we're actually using type advantage here, is we get Charmander out, and Melvin has his fire staff that they're like, hey, believe in yourself, use the stupid thing. I love Charmander so much. Charmander is fantastic. I love Charmander. Keep that in mind, yeah. people. And so, Charmander. 
Charmander and Melvin are working on it, and they're getting tired out, and you can see, like, sweat on Charmander and stuff, too, because it's really hard work, but he still pushes on, and so that's what they use to try to encourage Melvin to push on with his staff. And so then they both team up, and Charmander evolves into Charmeleon, and they succeed. You mean Charmander evolves into Charmeleon. No one likes Charmeleon. It was exciting. It's it's fun to see the Pokemon evolve. Sure. But Charmander is cuter than Charmeleon and much better. And was friends and loving and like Snowy out. And now he's kind of a jerk face. Right. But yes, because Ash is not a good enough trainer yet, Charmeleon does not listen to him. Well, we don't learn that until the next episode. Doesn't matter. It's what is going on. <laughs> and then I think Charmeleon ends up burning Ash in this episode, right? Yes. Yeah. He's like, hey, Charmeleon, whatever. And then Charmeleon's like, and burns his face off. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much how that episode ends. Melvin mm. sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk. So then we get our final episode for this week. Episode 44. The Problem with Perez. Let's see if I can head. Let's see if my head can handle this one. <laughs> so Team Rocket are making plans. And Jesse and James start to head off. But they find Meowth has a bad fever. Yes. And Jesse touches him and her hand starts burns, burning, yeah. apparently. And so they're going to leave him behind, and then a girl shows up and yells at them, but they eventually convince her that they're superheroes. And well, his Meowth isn't theirs, so they're not leaving their Pokemon. Well, also, they were. Jesse or James were going to head off, and they're like, what about Meowth? And the one who's about to head off goes, he still has eight lives left. Yes, that was funny, because he's a cat. But anyway, she has a little potion thing for him and heals him up. And so then he's super smitten with her because she took care of him. was super nice. And, like, it's almost like he loves her, like, romantically. But it's just that he wants to be her Pokemon, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know this is out of order. But basically, they do find out that she plans to make even a better potion with a Parasect mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up wanting to be the mascot for her stuff. And he convinces Jesse and James that he would get lots of money as the well, mascot. Well, he doesn't necessarily want to be the mascot. Right, but he wants he to be needed, with her. He needed something to convince those two. Yes, and so he uses that to convince those two. He doesn't really care about the money in this situation, which is weird for Meowth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, back to like the main characters. They end up in this little shop trying to get some potion stuff, and some creepy old lady is talking to him. But it turns out she's not creepy. She was just trying to be creepy and creep them out, because then the girl is her granddaughter or daughter or something granddaughter granddaughter and shows up and that's where they learn that she wants to evolve a, like evolve her paris into parasect mm-hmm. um, because brock tries to hit on her about the oh, potions and stuff and she's like you brought pokemon trainers right and he goes uh yeah and then she's like i challenge you to a battle and yes. she's like i will accept that of course so basically she wants her paris to get in some battles so that it will finally evolve paris and paris is so Super scared and super cowardly. Yeah, um, Pikachu is gonna do a thundershock. <laughs> Ash is like, Pikachu, thundershock! And then Pikachu jumps up and he's like, well, maybe just a little static thing. And yeah. like, when you exchange stat- static to something or whatever, you know that feeling? That's probably what he did to Paris. Paris, and Paris still flipped upside down and was like, ugh, I'm defeated. <laughs> Squirtle made it rain a teeny bit. You might have got splashed by a water fountain. (laughs) Well, at some point, Paris, like, pinches Pikachu by accident or something. That's later. Is that later? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Pikachu's about to retaliate. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah. But that's they, after he like so uses little things. He used Pikachu, so he used Squirtle, did he use Bulbasaur? Or did he skip right over to Charmeleon at this point? I'm pretty sure he just skipped Charmeleon. Yeah, I don't think Bulbasaur came out for that. Charmeleon. So Charmeleon, of course, doesn't obey and really lays into Paris then, freaking out out. So that mm. doesn't help. No. And uh, that's what causes Paris to run away, right? Mm. Yeah, so Paris runs away. So now they have to go find it. While they're looking for Paris, Meowth finds Paris. And he knows about this whole plan because he was they were spying. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I will get Paris. That's when he has to do convincing. But money. Yes, that's right. That's when he convinces. So he's like, yeah, I will get this. So he has Jesse and James send out Arbok and Weezing separately. Arbok first. Yep. Arbok comes out and as Arbok goes to attack the Paris who's hiding behind its like little pinchers or whatever, Meowth quickly stomps on its tail, stopping Arbok from moving and collapsing. So then it's just laying there in front of Paris. And so Paris goes over and pokes it and wins. And he's like, Paris. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then Weezing, similar, I think Meowth swings in from a vine and kicks it or something. Um, He's holding a tree branch back. Oh, that's right. The tree branch and then snaps it. Branch. We both called it a branch. Whatever. The branch snaps it and takes out Weezing. And then again, Paris was hiding, but then we then comes over and pokes the Weezing and wins. He's feeling a little And so then stronger. Meowth fights the Paris and, of course, takes a dive. Well, like, he stands up and then Paris comes and pokes him. Yeah, he's like, oh! And then Paris is like... Oh, yeah, so so Paris, Paris gets Paris. super excited and even cr- climbs up a tree and gets on a branch. He's like, Paris, Paris, Paris. Like, you get, there's like a different tone in his yeah. voice and he's like, ready. I'm ready for anything. But then we hear Ash and them calling Paris and coming closer, so Team Rocket has to hide. So they do. And they find Paris in the tree and they're like, Paris, what are you doing up there? Get down. Well, Jesse's like, now he thinks he's all Tarzan. Yeah. So, of course, Paris comes down with a new energy. And then what happens? I don't remember the order of operations. Paris here. convinces, um, they fight. Who fights? Pikachu. Pikachu. He okay. starts. And that's when Paris pinches Pikachu. He, um, pokes his tail and Pikachu is still standding there and goes, Pikachu! Does it hurt? His attack. Yeah. And then Ash goes, Pikachu? And so Pikachu just flops down with a white flag. That's away. right. And then, the, yeah, loses. <laughs> so That's funny. Right. Um, so then it's time for Charmeleon again. Because Ash is like, Charmeleon, you were on his bud. You, yeah. You're gonna. Well, because Charmeleon was a great bud. Yeah. <laughs> so then Charmeleon, of course, goes crazy. And yet, Parastills wins. Mm-hmm. And that's when... And that's when Paris evolves into Parasect. And Charmeleon gets back up and wants to... Yes. He definitely wants to hurt it again. And she's like, Parasect, stay back. And Parasect is like, I'm ready for this. And, of course, stuns, stun spores Oh, him. that's right, the stun spore, which makes it so Ash can get P- Charmeleon well, back he, It's called spore attack in this, but it's stun spore. Basically, yeah. Um, Or sleep or sleep powder. One or the other. They um, called it spore. I know they called it Spore, but it looked like Charmeleon kind of went to sleep, so mm-hmm. it, could have been, it could have been Sleep Powder. It could have been either one. Yeah, that'd make more sense. And the powder is basically a Spore as well, so it's, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so then she has the mushroom she wants. Meowth. What happened to Meowth and Jesse and James? Because they got, like, beat up or something, didn't they? Okay. Oh, so after they hid, they conspired that they could evolve him, the Paris, for them. So they are spying on him, and then when 
Charmeleon gets sent out. He does, like, attack the Paris, essentially, and makes the Paris a little more nervous, but then they all pop out and start cheering for him. Mm. Charmeleon, like, whips him with their tail, and they blast off, but then, like, the lady finds him. Yeah, because she's patching him up at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And then and then Meowth is talking about staying, which is like, no, I could never keep you from your superhero duties. That would be terrible. And besides, we have this person, and I'll treat him just like I would you, which sucks for Meowth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Meowth. And so, so Jesse, James, and Meowth have to leave. And Ash and them had already left by this point, I yeah. think. And that was that. Now that we've gone through the episodes, before we get into our next segment, a um, couple questions for you. Which was your favorite episode and the ones we watched today? Oh. um, Or watched for this week? Hmm. I like the Snorlax one and the Paris one. Okay. And who was your favorite Pokemon in those episodes? Psyduck. Psyduck's always the favorite. Um, And how about the manga? Which out of the three chapters was your favorite? The one where he gets Gyarados. Hmm. Okay. So when he's trying to get the the ball in the bottom of the water, Mm -hmm. Dragonite and Gyarados fight. It's a really cool one. Um, I think... My favorite is Make Way for Magmar, mm. which introduces us to the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and, like, what he does is terrible. Like, I, it's awful that he kills those Magmar like he does. But I think it's a really cool scene because it really shows us just who this guy is and that he's not a good guy. And That's true. So just getting to know him and everything. I thought it was a really cool uh, little side adventure there. As far as the episodes go, I think... I well, no, it's obvious. My favorite is the battling Eevee brothers. Oh, and, oh yeah. And Eevee's my favorite of the oh, episodes yeah, we watched. Oh, yeah, there's an Eevee. <laughs> I'll just stick to my side deck so you have two favorites. So mine all comes from one episode. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, side deck is great, though. As a continuing character in the show, definitely a favorite. <clears throat> but now it is time for our Pokemon card game segment. Ruby, do you want me to start this time or do you want to start? You can start. You haven't started much. Okay. I will go first. So, my first Pokemon that I get... Oh, sorry. I guess we didn't say. We're both doing Evolving Skies today. Sword and Shield Evolving Skies, if you care that much. (laughs) Yes. So, I have Flabebe, Psychic Pokemon. Flabebe wears a crown made from pollen. It's collected from its flower. The crown has hidden healing properties. Then we have Rog and Rolla, fighting type. When it detects a noise, it starts to move. The energy core inside it makes this Pokemon slightly warm to the touch. Sigh, <gasps> <laughs> I got a Psyduck, water type. It has been found that its brain cells are ten times more active when Psyduck is experiencing a headache. Psyduck. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the same picture one. Nice. Swablu, normal type. It constantly grooms its cotton-like wings. It takes a shower to clean itself if it becomes dirty. Seedot. Uh, this one must be different than the one that Flame had last time because it has different uh, text here. It attaches itself to a tree branch using the top of its head. Strong winds can sometimes make it fall. Okay, and then my little shiny, like, reflective one. Uh, foil or whatever. Teddy Ursa. Just a common. Uh, colorless. Before food becomes scarce in wintertime, its habit is to hoard food in many hidden locations. 
Ooh, I have a dragon type Pokemon for my Ooh la la. rare. And it's Flapple evolves from Applin. I know what Applin is. I forget what Flapple looks like. Uh, it flies on wings of apple skin and spits a powerful acid. It can also change its shape into that of an apple. Basically, the apple skin and everything just like splits open um, to become wings. Oh, goodness. To flap with it, but it can must be able to fold them back in. What, and make um, it look like two types? Apple. Is it grass and fire? Uh, yeah, colorless grass and fire are the one, yeah. So yeah, grass and fire to do its bigger move. If your Pokemon's active Pokemon is a Pokemon V, this attack does 80 more damage. So it does 80, but it does 80 more. I've got a Vulpix v. v that, with no energy attached to it, does 10 damage unless it's a V. It does like 60 more damage. Oh, nice. For no energy. Nice. So I also have electric energy. Mm, nice. I have the ribbon badge. So if the Pokemon V this card is attached to has Sylveon in its name, mm-hmm. and I actually bought one of those not that long ago. A Sylveon V? Yeah. In one of those tins? I think those are the right. <gasps> oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, is knocked out by damage from an attack from your opponent's Pokemon. That player takes one fewer prize card. It's a heart-shaped one. Ooh, another dragon Pokemon. Uncommon. Zwellius evolves from Dino or Dano or however you pronounce it. Oh, I think I know what that. Their two heads will fight each other over a single piece of food. Zwellius are covered in scars even without battling others. Because they battle each other. And a trainer card, supporter. Zinnia's Resolve. You can play this card only if you discard two other cards from your hand. Draw a card for each of your opponent's Pokemon in play. And that's mine. Fletchling, normal type. A Its body is always warm. Trainers who live in cold areas apparently sleep with it in their bed. It actually has a resistance to fighting. Wait, that's not how that's supposed to work, is it? Its resistance is fighting. Yeah. And it's normal type. Fletchling is a flying type. That's why its weakness is electric. Mm-hmm. And resistance is fighting, because flying is also strong against fighting type. Huh. So even though it, like a, so like a Pidgey, even though it's a normal type. Fighting was is not very effective against it. Interesting. Love Disk, water type. Love Disk makes its home in coral reefs in warm seas, especially like sleeping in the space between Corsola's branches. So this is all about where they sleep and how it's warm. <laughs> Gosslifer. Gossifleur. Gossifleur. Yes. Grass type. It whirls around in the wind while singing a joyous song. This delightful display has charmed many into raising this Pokemon. Slack off. Um, Normal type. If it eats just three leaves in a day, it is satisfied. Others than that, other than that, it sleeps for 20 hours a day. Emolga? Electric type. Uh, Emolga? Emolga. Electric type. As it flies, it scatters electricity around so bird Pokemon keep their distance. That's why Emogala can fi- can keep all its food to itself. Ooh, as my shiny one, Fletch Endure, which evolves from Fletchling. So, we've got both. Oh, oh gotcha. Normal type, it also has resistance. Its speed after takeoff already puts it in the top speed class of all bird Pokemon. Hey! Um, for my rear, I've got a Hydrogen, oh, a dragon type. Hyd- Hydrogen, which, have... which is Zwellius's evolution. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, like. nice. Yeah. Well, it's got some, it's got some, like, shine to it, too, doesn't it? 
does. Nice. The three heads take turns sinking their teeth into the opponent. Their attacks won't slow until their target goes down. Look at it. Uh, yeah. So, like, hydrogen. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's, it's a combination of two words here. So, like, hydra, which is a multi-headed dragon in myth mythology. Mm. And legion, which is a bunch. <laughs> hydra legion. Yep. So, hydrogen. Psychic and dark, huh? Nice. And then I got psychic energy. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, might as well. Yes, it's psychic dark as well. Nice. Then I got Aroma Lady. Supporter trainer. Draw two cards. If you do, your active Pokemon recovers from all special conditions. Nice. Then I got a Moon and Sun Badge. Oh, fun. Um, if the Pokemon V this card attached to has Espeon or Umbreon in its name, whenever your opponent plays a supporter card from their hand, prevent all effects of that card done to that Pokemon. I think I have Espeon V as well. I don't think I have an Umbreon V. No, you don't have an Umbreon V. But I think the other 10 I got was an Espeon V. So I got a uh, Sylveon V, an Espeon V, and then a Hisuian Dissidui V. Yeah. Rapid Strike, Scroll of the Flying Dragon. Um... The Rapid Strike Pokemon this card is attached to can use the the attack on this card. You still need the necessary energy to use this attack. It's um Fire and Electric. Meteor, discard two energy from this Pokemon. This attack does 90 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. Don't apply weakness and resistance for benched Pokemon. Nice. And that's all my cards. Oh, very cool. All right. So I think that wraps up our episode this week and yeah next week we will let's see maybe i should go over what we'll cover so if you guys want to keep up with us you can um all right so yeah next week we will just be doing anime episodes no manga this time and they will be um episodes 45 through 52 which are the song of jigglypuff attack of the prehistoric pokemon a chancy operation holy matrimony so near, yet so far-fetched. Who gets to keep? Togepi. Bulbasaur's mysterious garden. And princess versus princess. Um, and yeah, uh, so yeah, next week will be an uh, anime episode. The week after that will be even more anime episodes, plus a chapter of the manga, because that will catch us up to the fire gym. So, uh, with all that out of the way, Routes Through Pokemon is a Hunterfield Institute production, and you can find us on Spotify, YouTube at Hunterfield Institute, um, Apple, and Amazon, um, and maybe some others out there. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. And we also have a Facebook group for Routes Through Pokemon, so you can reach us there. And you can also reach out to us at HunterfieldManor at gmail.com and just put Routes Through Pokemon or Pokemon or something in the subject heading and we will be happy to get back to you before we sign off i just want to say that uh, this is our last episode before the holiday season Um, we will be taking a couple week break as we enjoy the holidays as a family and we will we should be back on january 10th barring any other concern or any other hiccups or something and with that i think we will close out our episode thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next round. Bye. Bye.